Good morning, family. I love coming here. I said last night, how many of you guys were here last night? Oh, almost everybody, right? Were you here? Okay, I just wanted to be sure. But uh, <clears throat> I love coming up here. I feel like it's home. It's very similar to our church at home. And um, you guys are so hungry and excited about what God is doing. It is contagious. And I love it. So I've got a little bit to share this morning. And then we're all going to share. And we'll be out in time for lunch. Right? So this weekend, if you did not see all of the sessions, go back and watch them because there were impartations, there were teaching, there was a prophetic release, and I don't want you to miss any of it. It was very, very good. I received so much from it and, and being with the, everyone else, it was amazing. But uh, my job when I came up, I felt like the Lord said, I want you to give impartation, prophesy over the people in the church. And that's what I did last night. And um, I want to do a second part of it. We did financial last night. So if you weren't here and you didn't hear it, go back and listen. Because there is a financial move of God right now. Amen. And he doesn't say, yes, yes, nope, skipping you. Yes, yes, nope. He's like, when I release a wave, it is for everybody. So we want to make sure that everybody moves into this financial abundance that God has for us. There was prophetic words released for this house that there's going to be expansion, and with expansion comes provision. Amen. So know that you are part of the provision for the expansion that God is going to do here. Uh, also for uh, Jay and Tammy, God has uh, an expansion for them, and he's going to give them a building that right now we're going to agree with that's a million dollars and a million dollars is like a penny for us i mean for god it is it's nothing for him so there'll be the provision for that so financial for new assignments and new anointings we prayed over everybody last night for that new assignment that new anointing and make sure that you you grab a hold of those words. That's the one thing that has been consistent among all of us. You got to grab a hold what's prophesied. You have to grab a hold of what's imparted and you have to say, I own it. It is mine. I'm going to declare it over me, over my family, and I'm going to have the fullness that God has released in my life because my life is going to change my region. It's going to change my state. It's going to change my nation, right? So I just want to make sure that we uh, just drill that home. We've got to say, God, you've released it. You will do it. And I'm going to be a part of the movement of God in this hour. Next, I want to release a pioneering spirit. Uh, I feel like God is calling us to be pioneers. And, you know, when we think about pioneers, at least when I think about it, I think of like Lewis and Clark. I think of people that went into new territory and discovered new territory. And you think, well, there's no new territory. There is so much new territory that God has for us. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, a pioneer is someone who is able to uh, uh, make new routes, to discover new lands, new ways of doing things, new ideas coming your way. And that's what God is releasing in this hour. Um, it's funny because, you know, sometimes God plays tricks on us. Have you ever noticed that? No, you hadn't noticed that? Oh, yeah. So sometimes God plays tricks on us. He gives us the answer 
to something that we haven't really asked for. And next thing you know, we're moving into this, this breakthrough with God. And we didn't even know it was coming. We hadn't even asked for it. And that's what he wants to show us. In this pioneering time, he's giving us these downloads for things we haven't even asked for, but he's preparing us to step into something that he's already opened the door for. And you just have to say, God, I love that song that we sang at the very end. You know, I surrender. You know, whatever you want, Lord, you, you take all of me and all that I have, and uh, I'll just go with being yours and you being mine. That was such an amazing song. But he's given us the ability to be solution makers in a time where people are desperate for an answer. They're desperate for a way to do things that are outside of their normal way. So he has called us to not only survive what's going on, but to thrive and to teach others how to thrive in this season. You know, one of the scriptures that God had given me was, uh, and I didn't give you this, so don't worry. He's like, why do they do this? Why do they give me a list of scriptures that they're not going to use? And I've done all this work to get it prepared. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to do that one. <laughs> it's because the Holy Spirit's like, stop, we're not going to do that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, why did you give me all these scriptures that we're not going to use? <laughs> Prepare your heart. But uh, when we look at the way God built the tabernacle, he gave Moses the plan. But he gave uh, Bezael, the wisdom to actually build it. You know, there's partnership in this pioneering. We can't do it by ourselves. And he gave him the wisdom, and then he anointed him with the skill and the artistry and the creativity to be able to produce the blueprint that Moses carried. God has given us that anointing of wisdom in order for us to birth the blueprint that he's showing us. And the other part of this, not only did he give them the spirit of wisdom, which produced all the other creativity, craftsmanship and all that, but he also gave him the ability to teach others. So what God is giving you and what God is pouring into you, this pioneering spirit, this ability to come up with solutions that are like no others, he's also giving you the ability to share it with others and teach others how to step into that. Amen. So this is a uh, impartable, is that right? Sometimes pastors just make up words. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? So, especially you guys who are English people, they're like, that is not a word. Anyhow, it is now. It is now. Break it out, yeah. So, uh, but he's given it to us so that we can release it to others. God is calling us to be spreaders. And I don't know, do you guys know who Sean Foyt is? Well, he's come out with this movie called Super Spreader because of COVID, right? But he is the super spreader of worship and gospel and bringing God into a situation. That's what we are. We are super spreaders. We're spreaders of the presence of God. We're spreaders of the knowledge of God. We're spreaders of the wisdom of God, the creativity of God. We're spreaders of forging new paths 
that have never been forged before. That's who we are. And you're like, I'm too tired for this. And God's like, I got supernatural energy to pour into you guys. I have everything you need. You know, one of the things I've learned that, especially during conferences, you know, they get us up at 5 a.m., they put us to bed at midnight. They get us up at 5 a.m., right, Jen? Mm -hmm. And uh, then they give us lots of coffee. Clayton went on a coffee run for us this morning. But what I've learned is when you wake up in the morning and you feel like, God, I'm just worn out, he has a replenishment anointing for you. You can just say, God, replenish me. Give me a whole new ability to go forward on four hours of sleep. Give me a whole new ability to be able to speak clearly and understand whether I'm tired or not tired. God has that. You know, we have access to everything. We have access to his energy. It says God never sleeps. But he's given us the ability to rest, whether we got enough sleep or not. So um, anyhow, that's a little off, a little off target there. But I, I want you guys to say, God, reorder my steps. Reorder my day. Let my day be exactly the way you designed it, whether it fits with my calendar or not. He's going to take us out of our norm. And we will resist. Because it's hard to break habits. It's hard to break, you know, I get up at this time every day. I do this. I do this. He's going to take us out of our norms. This morning I was asking him, uh, we were all talking about, because Jen's like, okay, we're all going to talk. And I'm like, well, what do you want to talk about, God? Let me know when you get ready for me to know. Because it's not like I knew yesterday or the day before. Whatever I'd prepped, God's like, we're going to do something different. And I'm like, are you going to tell me what we're going to do? Or am I going to have to walk up there and just wing it? He's like, no, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. You know, 20 minutes before. In my mind, that's winging it. In the Spirit's mind, he's prepped me all along. So we don't have to worry about whether we have enough time or not have enough time. We don't have to worry about whether we're prepped. The Word says that don't worry about what you're going to speak, that the Holy Spirit will give you what you need to say. And, and it's just so exciting and nerve-wracking at times, right? Because you're like, I have no idea, but I do. Because I know Jesus, and he's going to give me exactly what I need for this. The other thing I want to uh, talk about is um, two things. I don't even know how much time I have. You just have to wave at me when I'm done, okay? Whether I'm done or not, she can tell me when I'm done. Because that's what the boss does. She goes, you're done. <laughs> or as Clay says, wrap it up. <laughs> or if you're not going long enough, they're like, stretch it out. You know, there's been a couple times I've been to places and they're like, okay, you've got like an hour and a half. And I'm like, that's a long time. That's a long time. Okay. I'm going to have to stretch it out. Okay. I want to talk about Daniel. And this is important because this is what I want to release over you. And like I said, I think I'm going to be on time here. Uh, we're going to go to Daniel 1. And uh, I did give you that. Daniel 1. And Daniel, of course, was taken out of his home land. He was brought into Babylon. He was uh, basically held captive. He had no choice in the matter. 
And this is where God is teaching us. When we feel like we're backed up against the wall, God has our back. And he will teach us how to be in the most difficult situations and still be the one who excels, be the one who thrives, be the one who is the demonstration of his goodness in a time of darkness. God wants to use you to show off. You know, Pastor Jen says God's going to show up and show off. He shows off through his people. And he's going to use you. Say, I'm going to be God's show off. And I mean it. So when you say that, you're telling God, use me. Show off through me. Let me demonstrate your glory. Let me be the one where people are looking at me going, what? How do you do that? How do you know these things? Let me be the flag that you stake in the ground in order to take the territory for your kingdom in this hour. Amen. Use me for the schools. Use me for my neighborhood. Use me, God, in the most difficult situations to bring the solution for you in this hour. Use me. And let me tell you, he will. If you say yes to this, he will. So Daniel 117, it says, as for these four young men, there were four of them that got scooped up. God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. So they are in a place they don't want to be, but they aren't complainers. They're solution makers for the kingdom that they're serving. For a pagan, unbelieving king. And not only that, every time they were faced with the threat of death, when Nebuchadnezzar had his dream, and he said, if someone doesn't answer it, I'm going to kill everybody. Daniel goes to God. God gives him the answer. Daniel shares it with Nebuchadnezzar. And guess what happens? He gets promoted. So when you're faced with those things that are like life and death that, you know, you have got to have the solution for, know that God will give you the solution and he will promote you above all others because you were able to bring something that no one else could bring. We've got to get a hold of this family. We have to get a hold of, we are the answer that God is sending to a world who is desperate for the solution. We are it. We have the solutions from heaven. You know, I uh, did a, I've been teaching a, a, a series called Spiritual Intelligence. Chris Fallison wrote the book. You should check it out. It's really, really good. But I took their 12-week intensive. And I've been teaching it, and I, I do business consulting, because it's, and it's really come in handy. But what it is is it's teaching us to, to access the solutions from heaven. And we did some reports for different businesses where they would come and say, we wouldn't know who the business was. All we'd know is business needs an answer. That is all the information we had. That was it. And we were in teams, and we began to seek God for the answer. And as we sought God, he gave us not only words of knowledge about what they were looking for, but he also gave us answers to the future that they were desperately seeking. 
and we had one of the companies come and give us feedback on what we sent to them, and they were like, we were blown away. You don't know anything about us. And they had personnel challenges. We gave them personnel strategies. They had all kinds of different expansion challenges. And someone spoke a word about them uh, expanding into another nation. And they were like, yes, we have been looking at that and strategizing about that. So it was confirmation. It was future. It was problem solving. With a company, we didn't even know their name. We didn't know anything about them. And another, another group did one for a pizza company. And they were just like, we need some solutions for our company. And it was so funny because several people, we didn't collaborate together, they didn't collaborate together, got the word pizza and space. And they weren't going to put it in there because they were like, that's ridiculous. What kind of pizza company is looking at outer space? Come to find out, when they got the report, they said it was a confirmation because they have been looking at how to package their product for the space stations. This is God. And this is God, what, what he wants to tell us the most ridiculous things to our natural mind to confirm what someone else is struggling with. Who's going to take pizza to heaven? I mean, to, yeah, well, maybe there is pizza in here. I don't know. Who's going to take pizza to the space station? Well, apparently this company was passionate about it. And he gave confirmation to a group of people who didn't even know who they were and didn't even know they were researching it. That's, this is the breakthrough that God has given us so that we can pioneer these solutions, that we can be, we can be solutionaries for a world that's looking for an answer. That is who we are. We are not weak. We are not unintelligent. We are not without answers. We are powerful. We are full of the Holy Spirit. And we have access to the fullness of heaven, to the God who has the answer to everything we need. We have access. And what we have to do is grab a hold and say, God, I am pulling down access. I am accessing your solutions for whatever's going on. And whether anybody asks me or not, I've got the answer. I've got the answer. So this is what I want to release over you guys. It's out of Daniel 5 and verse 11 and 12. And what I want to release over you is the ability to step into this anointing right now. The ability to become a strategist of heaven for the world's problems. The ability to walk in a wisdom that is so far beyond anything you know, but by the spirit you carry. That's what I'm going to release over you. So, Daniel 5.11. Um, I love this. Sometimes we are the only answer that someone else has. And are we going to be the answer of wisdom? Are we, are we going to be the agreement with their complaint? Right. You know, so many times, and I'm just going to say this out loud because we know it happens. So many times when people tell you their problems, you commiserate with them yes. instead of offering the breakthrough that Jesus has for them. There's a difference between having compassion for a situation 
and wallowing with them in their situation. You can have compassion and lift them out and bring them into a solution that God has for their situation. Or you can wring your hands and help them complain about their boss. Or complain about their spouse. Or curse their children because they're a handful. Or you can bring down the solution from heaven that they need to save their marriage. To bring breakthrough to the company they work for. Say, yes, I can do that. Yes, I want to agree with that because, you know, many of us, how many work for a company? How many would like to be rich and never work? How many know that God has you there because you have something to give that company that they can't get without you? That's what we have to realize. We have to realize that God puts us somewhere because strategically he needs us there in order to bring breakthrough for them. Oh, I'm going to preach on that next Sunday. Just wait. I'm going to say, I got a word. I am deployed, not employed. Oh, okay. So Daniel was deployed. That is such a good word. Okay, let me read this scripture. There was a man in your kingdom because Nebuchadnezzar has died, and there is another king in there, Belshazzar, and he is bad. Oh, he is bad. He is worst of the worst of the worst of the worst. And he is terrible. And the handwriting goes up on the wall. And no one can interpret it. And here's the word. There is a man. And want you to know that who he's talking about in Scripture is who God has called you to be. There is a man in your kingdom in whom the spirit of the holy God is in him and in the days of your father light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of gods were found in him and king nebuchadnezzar your father your father the king made him the chief now he was the chief over magicians astrologers chaldons soothsayers he was the chief over every pagan entity in the land oh i don't want to be around them well, maybe God's called you to them so you can conform them to the word to, and get them out of the world. You know, sometimes we separate ourselves from things when God actually has called us there to be the gate crasher, to be the breakthrough for them. It is much, now this is, I want you to receive this word. Daniel had an excellent spirit. Say, I have an excellent spirit. He had knowledge. I have knowledge, right? Understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas were found in him. So I want you to grab a hold of those attributes because you have them. And he was the one who was able to give the interpretation to the king. The king died and Daniel once again got promoted. Every time you're faced with opposition and you bring the breakthrough, look for the promotion to follow. Look for the promotion to follow. You will be rewarded for your ability to bring an answer where no one could. You will be rewarded. So Proverbs... 
1, 5, and 6. I didn't give you that one either. Ooh, Passion Translation. It says, for the wise, these Proverbs will make you even wiser. And for those with discernment, you will be able to acquire brilliant strategies for leadership. These kingdom revelations, which I'm releasing to you, I'm imparting to you today, will break open. Say, I'm being broken open today. Your understanding to unveil the deep meanings of parables, poetic riddles, and enigmas. To unravel the words and the enigmas of the wise. Whoever think they're, they're wise, God is sending you to trump their wisdom. To trump the wisdom of the world with the wisdom of God to bring solutions to what they need in Jesus' name. So let me just pray over you guys. God, we just thank you that you're releasing, you are imparting a pioneering spirit that it comes with the solutionary anointing to be able to not only understand, but solve the greatest conflicts, the greatest questions in the world, and that each person here and everyone watching online, everyone in Pakistan that's hearing this, are going to be just immediately filled with this ability to bring breakthrough in their area, in their territory for the kingdom of God. And God, we just thank you that we are going to be super spreaders of the wisdom of God, of the answers of God to solve the enigmas, the riddles that are confounding the world for the kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that was some meat. <laughs> That's good. Father, we receive that impartation, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We've got what it takes. Hallelujah. We are qualified. Hallelujah. Well, let's welcome Pastor Jay Hoskins. How many of y'all know it's time for our testimony? Let me ask those that are still awake and the coffee has yet to kick in. How many of you are ready for your testimony to manifest? I'm going to do it again. I'm more stubborn than you. I promise you. The very thing I'm getting ready to talk about is the very thing that we're seeing happening right now. How many of you are ready and know that it's time for your testimony? There we go. You can't sit around and do nothing and just expect God to do it all. Because you don't have the revelation. He's already done it all. It says in his word, he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. So guess what kingdom is? Kingdom is receiving what he's given to us and applying what he's given to us. That means we talk like him, we walk like him, we sound like him, we get results like him. But see, here's the problem. It's easy to sit back and blame that on heresy and saying, no, we can't do that. But yet if you've read the Bible, you'll see that's exactly how he's instituted it. He gave that to Adam and Eve back in the very beginning beginning. He gave them the power to claim and name things. And the problem is, is they didn't realize they were already like him. But the devil came in and messed in the area of darkness in their life. The area of darkness isn't a lack of light. It's a lack of revelation. The area of darkness is a lack of understanding. And when they stopped understanding that they were already like him, the devil snuck in and gave doubt and unbelief that said, who said you can't eat of this tree. 
When you don't know who he is, obedience runs rampant. When you don't know who he is, you really don't know who you are in him, then disobedience is easy to say, oh, that's just the way I am. No, it's not. He's given us power. He's given us power to get wealth. He's given us power over all the enemy, not some of it. Well, I'm at a new level. There's a new devil. That new devil needs to be upset you even got to that level. You need to get to a place to where the devil wakes up on Monday and says, oh, God, they woke up. You need to get to a place to where the enemy is going or the demons are going to the devil and saying, can you please assign me to somebody else? That one knows who they are. I'm tired of getting beat up every single day. You need to get to the place that you just breathing and speaking and worshiping and praying in the spirit is the attack against the devil. And he goes to the enemy and he says, listen, assign me to somebody else. I've been attacked and oppressed by this Christian all week. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 is basically this. And I only have a nutshell to give you, but it's going to be chock full. Because I know you're going to step out of here. And if you'll do what's being said, God made it so simple, you would have to complicate it to mess it up. I'm being serious. What's 1 plus 1? It's easier than that. Hmm. Watch this. You got Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 there? I can go and look at it. It's just my Bible's torn up and it's highlighted and I can't even read it anymore. (laughs) In the beginning. Everything's got a beginning. You may be in the beginning stages of what seems to be all hell breaking loose, but guess what? Things are about to change. In the beginning, God created The heavens and the earth. It goes on and says that the earth was without form, void, and dark. But it also says something interesting too. Is the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the deep or the dark. The Holy Spirit is already moving. Stop praying he moves. Your prayer needs to be, Lord, how do I move with the Holy Spirit? Oh, we need to come together. He's just not moving. He's just, I just feel, no, I don't feel his presence. Stop telling on yourself, honey. Because if that's all you're going by, well, I don't like him. I don't feel the presence. I don't like her. I don't feel the presence. Stop it. You're a big feel monkey. Because if you're really going by faith, you don't go by what it feels like. You don't go by what it looks like. You don't go by what it sounds like. If you don't like the way it looks, begin to see it differently. If you don't like the way it sounds, begin to change the sound and let it come out of your voice. Instead of always seeking a prophet, be the prophet of your own life. Begin to prophesy over those things in your life that are not as though they always will be. And begin to speak those things as though they are not as though they were now. So if you don't feel healed, that's okay begin to say I'm healed anyway if you don't look like you're blessed say I'm blessed anyway if it doesn't look like things are turning around say good I'm glad it doesn't look like it right now the enemy's upset it's getting ready to turn around for me now somebody say it's turning around now but what was happening before there was the Holy Ghost ain't afraid of darkness. You shouldn't be either. Why? Because you carry the light. I can be a light and go stand in darkness and the darkness has to change. It won't change you. And what else is happening? The Holy Spirit's moving. Well, I don't think he's moving. You know why? 
because of the next part. How many of you are created in his image? Well, what color is God? All of them, thank God. The spirit of division has been around since day one. We got to stop dividing about whose lives matter. I'm just going to say it. They all matter. You're not going to have a prison yard up in heaven where there's a white supremacist section, a black panther section, uh, an Asian section, and a Hispanic section. No. Have you noticed those all separate and divide in prisons? What are prisons? It's bondage. In him, there's only freedom. Why am I not seeing what appears to be the Holy Spirit moving if he's moving, brother? Because he's waiting on your voice. You're created in his image. You're created to act like him and be like him. When are you going to start looking at whatever's dark in your life and start saying, let there be light? Instead of calling in darkness, let it come forth. Darkness, I command you to go. Let there be light. Well, I need light in my body. Woo, thank you, Lord. I'm lit up. If you do it enough, you'll end up hair like me and Pastor Cindy. We glow in the dark. (laughs) John chapter 7, I want you to turn there real quick. This is something important that Jesus said because in this is where you get that power. He gave Adam and Eve the power to name everything. Why? He said, oh, that sounds good. I think I'd name it that too. You're talking like me. You're thinking like me. You sound like me. You have authority like me. He never intended for that to be lost, but it got lost as soon as it was turned over to Lucifer. But we got it back because it was then turned over to Jesus and us as his children. John chapter 7, verse 37, in that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, see, it depends on you, but if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, any believers in here, shout amen. amen. Say, that's me. As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, if you study that word out, belly, it's talking about your inner man, your heart. But watch this now in verse 39. But this he spoke of the Holy Spirit, which if they believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus had not yet been crucified. But here's the good news. Say, I want good news. The good news is, is now that he's been crucified, now that he is no longer in the grave, now that he sits at the right hand of the heavenly father, you and I, according to Ephesians, are seated with him. Like it was said last night, you're sitting in heaven as much as you're sitting in Milwaukee. Come on. But watch this. Ah, He's already gone to heaven and given us the Holy Ghost so that now we, the thing he spoke about in John 7 is on the inside of you and I, that when I speak out of my heart, out of my belly, not out of my mind, Rivers of living water flood my situation. I don't understand. I've just been living in a dry time. Then start speaking. Stop telling on yourself. You are in control. You are the prophet of your own life. Begin to speak forth and say, in Jesus' name, I'm blessed. In him, I'm highly favored. In him, I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. In him, I am blessed beyond measure. Everywhere the sole of my foot treads, that has he given unto me. I don't feel healed. Keep saying it anyway. I'm healed. It's amazing how we get our little uh, butt cheeks. It's a shame. 
If that bothers you, just turn the other cheek. But it's a shame that our padding gets so worn out sitting in a 45-minute service. Oh, and dear God, it's a conference. I bet it goes over an hour. Oh, interesting. Yet you'll still go put all your faith in Dr. Whoever and sit in an ER for eight hours waiting to be seen when the great physician is waiting to see you. I don't want to hear it because the same people are calling the pastor. The same people are calling the evangelist. The same people are putting a a prayer chain on Facebook that has no. I don't want everybody praying for me. I don't know where you're at. I need four crazy friends that aren't afraid to let me down through a roof. I don't need four crazy friends carrying me to my grave. I don't need somebody. (laughs) I just want to prove I am a happy guy. God, we put so much faith in somebody to come back with x-rays and tests, and we're not sure what you're dealing with. Go to the great physician. Speak over your life. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what I'm dealing with. I don't care. That lump, bump, growth tumor has got to go. It's trespassing because I am the temple of the living God. I don't know what Presbyterian church I got dropped off into today, but I came to tell you something that's going to revolutionize your life. We got to stop waiting around and going, we in the last days? Is Joe Biden getting reelected? Is Donald Trump? We just speak Donald Trump into the. I don't care who's in office as long as you're in your office, as long as he's on the throne. I don't care. The word of God says, occupy till I come. If you believe that, put your hands together and shout hallelujah. This is not an escape theology, my friend. This is a, ah, there's the end zone. There's the end line. I'm running. We are in the last leg of this race. And yet we got people looking around going, who's going to run for me? This is just a terrible time to be alive. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is the most exciting time to be alive. They are in the grand skin. They are cheering you and I on. Smith Wigglesworth, Catherine Kuhlman, Amy Simple. All of them are looking down going, this is what we were talking about. This is where I want to be. And they get to be in my spot. I saw some of y'all's faces. I really don't like this. Well, don't ask my opinion. All you get to do is look at my face. I get to look at four or five of y'all doing that. I'm too young in the fact that if this doesn't work, I should be doing something else. I didn't grow up in the church, for those of you that have been wondering. I grew up in the Catholic Church. For some reason, they kicked me out. I wanted, I was really into the Lord's blood. If you're Catholic, you'll get that. That means I became an alcoholic before I was 16. When COVID hit, like I said the other night, it wasn't meant to destroy the church. It was meant to expose it. And if you can see, there was a dividing line. Right down the middle. Those that stood for the Lord and those that wanted to use the word they never read to excuse their actions. Well, when we should be doing the law of the land. 
And the law of the land says we need to put on a mask that doesn't work. Hey, I'm leaving this afternoon. I don't care. And if I really bother you and you want to keep following us, go on YouTube, Life Revolution Church. Ha, ha, ha. This is exciting to me. We got more faith in something going in our arm than we do in the word of God going in our heart. No, the boosters work. Is that why Joe Biden's had COVID five times now? All right. Listen, I, don't, I didn't come here to compete with if that's your God. But it's not my God. He's my God. You may love God, but you may have an idol in what you think is going to help you stay prevented from sickness and disease. I have stripes, and that's my inoculation. So when COVID hit, God told us, look, everybody was shut down. Go put up a tent. So guess what we did? We announced to our church, we're putting up a tent. We're going to do something called the stand. We're going to do it for 30 days straight until all this mess boils over. And this was right around, what, the 1st of October, something like that. And this is in Tulsa, so it was still 108. Um, <laughs> it seemed like it. Guess what? We didn't have any extra money for a tent. But because of rivers of living water flowing out of me, I still spoke into what seemed to be darkness. What's darkness? I can't see where all the money's going to come from. Oh, you're not talking to me tonight, are you? Ah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, this is great. Let's look up a tent. Let's find out where, where we can get a tent. We started looking up prices for tents. You know how much they were? A lot more than what we have, which is zero. <laughs> then we had the sound system, which is fine, but then we needed chairs. We needed, you know, all these things. And, and, and we were like, oh, my God, and I just spoke it out. I said it. Well, it, I'm a human. If I missed it, I'll get up and say, hey, I'm sorry, congregation. We missed it. We're not going to do the stand. We're going to do the sit down. But anyway, but because of how, how much energy I have, I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a meeting in a tent? Because then we could have intense meetings. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. So we then, I said to her, I said, there's no extra money coming in for this. And we weren't raising any extra money for this. So what we did, we started speaking it in our closet. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. You told us to do this tent. We're going to do it. We're going to put it. We didn't have land because you need land to put up a tent, right? No, no, no. We didn't have it. And then out of nowhere, somebody calls us and says, I heard you're doing the stand. We had no idea who this was. We're selling our lot in our corner lot, this piece of property. You can put your tent there. And I went, oh, great. Now I got a land and no tent. But it's coming together, right? Well, watch this now. I hope this doesn't bore you. I didn't mean for this to be a nighttime story, but here we go. This is awesome. When you speak it and you release it and it's God's word, it comes to pass. The only thing that's going to stop it from coming to pass is the same mouth that brings it to pass. 
Heresy, heresy teaching. It's not up to you. It's only God. He's a sovereign God. Let me tell you about the sovereignty of God. He sent you Jesus. That can't get more sovereign than that. He turned around and said, I'm going to put my word in you. I'm going to give you my word. That's pretty sovereign. Then I'm going to turn around and give you my son's name and his stripes and his blood. That's pretty sovereign. And then he turns around and gives us the Holy Ghost, the empowerment, enlightenment, equipment. He, that's pretty sovereign. But then to turn around and give us this authority and this power, his word, everything to conquer and act as a kingdom kid in this life, we turn around and say, no, we're believing God to do something. You just snuck all the way back to the Old Testament. You know what's sovereign? You that can't do anything, able to do all things through Christ. So this guy comes up to me. We already had a date. We already started advertising. She didn't, she never, the brains of the family never said to me, you're an idiot. I said, should we do a date? Should we put a date? She goes, let's do it. God told you to do it. Let's do it. I said, okay. So we put out a date still two weeks away. We've been given a lot of land, just this corner. And so I went to the, the city and I found out it takes several months to get permits. We're a few weeks out. Hey, like to do a big meeting. <laughs> That's all I have time for. I wish I had time for more, but watch this. He, uh, he, he, he says, uh, you want to meet with me to talk about permits? Come on. And so he kept canceling on me and canceling. And then he told me, he goes, I'm sorry. I, I haven't been avoiding you. Yeah, because you're busy. He said, we can't do that property there because it's inside the city limits and, and it will cause a bunch of dirt to get on our precious streets if it rains. I said, okay, I get that. That's fine. I couldn't get settled. Every door just kept shutting. That's darkness. The Holy Spirit's already moving. All I have to do is keep speaking. So the Lord said to me while I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, there's always that question, what do I say when I don't know what to say? You go to heaven and get the download. You get the heavenly language, the perfect language of the Holy Ghost. And while I was driving around looking for property, he said, go to City Hall. So I drive into City Hall, say, I'm listening. While I get out, this big country dude with overalls gets out with all these plans in his car. And he drops them. And I run over and I said, sir, let me help you. I handed him his plans. And he goes, hey, you ready for the big meeting today? I didn't know what he was talking about. I deal with a lot of crazy people. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> That's why Clayton and I get along beautifully. I mean, I'll just say that right now. <laughs> You got really good hair. So I, uh, I, I, I go and I hold the door open for this big guy. And he's older. And he's just like, I mean, you could tell he was like farm rich. He smelled like his farm. Any farmer in here knows that if you smell like your farm, that smells like money to them. Okay, so here I am, and, and uh, I, I get the door for him. And he says, all right, come on, let's go. And I'm like, where are we going? I'm serious, this is crazy. We go up to the bulletproof window, and they all are like, hey, Mr. So-and-so, how are you doing? And, and he goes, hey, we're here for the meeting. And I went. 
I swear to God, I didn't have any idea what I'm doing. I thought, well, my pastor got arrested for COVID. I'll, I'll do a little bit of a, a, a stunt, stint, whatever, jaunt. And I, I got in there. We walk in. They buzz us in. And everybody's waving at us and saying hi. And I'm like, I'm like this kid getting ready to go see Mickey Mouse. You know, hey. Are you here for the big meeting? You're here to see the, you know, the guy's name who does all the permits. And I said, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. So-and-so. And he goes, ah, we all call him Richard. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to see Rich. <laughs> so we walk in. He's on the phone. The guy drops all his plans on this big boardroom table. I come in, and uh, he looks at the guy. He goes, hey, how you doing? He looks at me, and he's like, still on the phone. The farmer looks at me and he goes, you know what, we'll get, we'll get started as soon as I come back. I got some eggs backing up on me. I'll be right back. And I'm like, he's leaving me here with this guy in a meeting I don't have that you have to have an appointment for. And I'm like, ah, oh. the, look, the guy in the face that's been saying this whole time, you can't have property, you can't do the tent. I'm, I'll get back to you when I can. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at the guy and I'm like, wow. He does look like a weasel. He sounded like one, but he looked, no, all right, we're going to change that. And so I said, he goes, here, have a seat. He goes, can I get you anything? I'm like, oh, no, you want some water? You want it? Yeah, water's fine. Sitting there drinking water at a boardroom table I'm not invited to. And he goes, what? where do I know you from? I said, we have never had the pleasure of meeting in person. And he goes, well, are you here for the meeting? I said, no, I just walked in with my, my new friend, Farmer Tom. And he goes, oh, well, who are you? I said, I'm Pastor Jay Hoskins. He goes, oh, and I held on to his hand. And you could see stark terror in his eyes. And I'm sure I had it too, because I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen after this. And he says, I just got off the phone with a friend of mine who just said they have a plot of land available. He said, I couldn't sleep. I called him this morning. He just got back to me. You just walked in. He said, it's right outside the city limits. You don't need permits. He said, you can have it. Get up 2 Corinthians 4.13, if you would, sir. 2 Corinthians 4.13, or whatever one you want, whatever your favorite. This is Bible karaoke. Who wants to hear their favorite verse? <laughs> How about Philippians 4.19? But my God shall supply. Anyway, no, we're not going to do that. Some of y'all are having flashbacks from last night's bar. Anyway, so... But we continue to preach. Do you have the New King James or King James? I like what it says there a little clearer, but let me look at that. We having the same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith as who? Do you think the Apostle Paul knew something? Do you think he had revelation? Say amen. amen. Good. Well, at least three of you. Four. We're in counseling. She says what she wants. 2 Corinthians 4.13. We having the same spirit of faith, we speak as a result of having the same Holy Ghost of faith. Uh, 
So when I'm speaking out of my belly the things I do know about according to his word, whoo, I get the results. When I don't know what to say and I'm yielding to the precious Holy Spirit praying in the Holy Ghost. What I don't know is manifesting. Well, what was it you prayed out? I don't know, but I have the assurance it will manifest. So this guy says to me, he goes, how did you get in here? I said, oh, you know, me and him go way back to the parking lot. And I, I mean, see, look at this. When you believe, you speak. If you're not speaking the word of God, you're struggling with unbelief. And you're wondering why darkness is continuing to manifest in that situation. I have never believed God for something so big. We found out this tent was going to cost X amount of dollars. And we were like, for a small one, $10,000. No bells and whistles. Is that right, Pastor Cindy? They're not cheap. And so uh, this guy comes out of the blue and he says to me, he goes, hey, do we have a tent for the meeting? And I said, we do. He goes, I'm a faith guy. I'm a believer. Oh, it's getting good. I'm spitting. He says to me, he goes, do we have it? And I said, no, sir, we don't have the money yet, but it's coming in. He said, how much do you need? And I said, whatever God's telling you, I don't want to manipulate that. And he writes out a check right there, $10,000. He said, will this cover it? And I said, that should be sufficient. I immediately, having been speaking by faith, called the tent company, and they, they gave us this tent, and they said, okay, you can come in. We went in to get the tent we ordered, and they already gave it to somebody else the same morning. I said, hey, what is wrong with you? I got $10,000 to go towards this that we didn't have. It came in because what God wants to see manifest in your promotion is happening even this week. But you got to believe it and you got to speak it. I believed, so I spoke. If it's dark, don't freak out. Speak life. Speak light. And so what happens is, is real quickly, this lady comes out of nowhere. She's, she's very nice, very kind. She goes, I'm very sorry. But the only one we have is the uh, super large one that seats 250 people. And that's going to be another $10,000. And I said, what you talking about, Willis? I said, excuse me. We ordered a small one. Well, didn't I learn a lesson when that came out of my mouth? You want to talk to my boss? He's here. He's hardly ever here, but you can talk to him. And I said, would he happen to be a farmer? <laughs> no, anyway. So he came out. This guy, a very sharp-dressed Hispanic man, and he goes, how can I help you? And I said, sir, we got a problem. We ordered a tent. We got 30 days worth of meetings that we're doing starting next week. And I said, we don't have a tent. And you got this big tent. And he goes, uh, can you pay for it today? I said, I've got the check right here. Let's go. He said, I will give you the large tent that we have for that amount that we agreed on for those 30 days. Oh, but it got better. Say, I'm listening. I said, but we're going to need a stage for our worship team. And we don't have any of the chairs. He's like, are you serious? And I said, well, we're going to take care of them. You're going to get them back better than you, you gave them to us. He goes for about 10 minutes over. And he comes back and he says, you can pay today. I said, yes, sir. 
He said, I will give you all the chairs and I will give you the tent. How are you going to pick it up? I said, do you think I look like I got a pickup truck that can hold all that? I said, we would really like for you to deliver it. I'm not being snooty, but I already know what God had told me. And he knew they had made a mistake, which I believe is a godly thing in our behalf. Ooh, see, here we go. Watch this. I said, and it looks like it's supposed to be getting colder after this next week. We're going to need some heaters, too. He goes, is there anything else you need? I said, no, not right now. For that amount of money, we got a larger tent, 250 seats, a stage, lighting, heaters, and we rocked it for 30 days. People were getting saved, healed, filled, delivered. Hallelujah. All because somebody dared to speak life and to speak light into that darkness. Somebody shout hallelujah. I want you right now just to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, speak in the Holy Ghost, and whatever it is, you don't know even what to say. That's always a good place to default. Then, here's the key. After praying in the Holy Ghost, begin to rejoice. You lift your hands by faith and say, Lord, I may not know everything I prayed out, but I thank you I've got it. It's mine now. I rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of of glory. One more, and this one's even faster, because I believe television is on the horizon for this family here. Christian Television Network, when Pastor Cindy said that, I about came unglued. Ha ha ha. Because the same station that approached her approached us. It was after we had written it down, after God had spoken, get on CTN as quickly as possible. I'm like, how does that happen? Well, they called us, and they gave us a deal we couldn't refuse. He wasn't even fat and Italian. But still, we looked at it, and I said, we have faith to go on once a month. He said, well, I was thinking more that we wanted to put you on twice a day. Yeah, you know what I heard? We wanted to put you on cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Stupid mindset. If we've really been given all things, tap into it. I said twice a day. I'm sorry I keep spitting on you. As long as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't burn and you don't manifest, we're good. What? I made this spitting image. What's your problem? Out of my belly, out of my mouth. So, (laughs) as soon as he said, let's meet next week, you pray about it, but we want to do this. One of those episodes each day, we want to sow into you. This is television. This isn't cable network. This isn't Garth and Wayne going, party on, we'll give you one episode. I looked at my wife, I said, this is a huge jump, because even with the incredible blessing and the discounts and all of that, I said, what an opportunity, but it's a big jump. We're trusting God for a building, which we have now. So we went and signed the contract. Oh, that's just not wisdom, that's stupid. Oh, you are. Sorry, why are you tripping? So uh, as soon as we signed the contract, what did we do when we got in the car? 
Somebody's going to underwrite the entire year. Oh, my God. I'm not kidding you. Within two weeks, somebody called us up out of the blue and said, hey, now that you're on TV, God spoke to us about underwriting your entire first year. Do you hear the smattering of unbelief? That he could do that? You, have you been listening to anything Pastor Cindy's been saying about possessing the land, possessing buildings, land acquisition, owning homes you did not build? Do you realize that my wife and I are living in a house that in the middle of a recession somebody gave us? who They didn't even like us. So I don't care if I'm preaching to people that don't like me or not. We take checks, credit cards, cash. Come on, one more time, lift your hands. If, if, if God will do this for me, if God will do it for them, if God will do it for her, then you better believe he's already done it for you. I want you to lift those hands up right now and begin to thank him and praise him and speak into your darkness and command there be light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 How do I follow that? <laughs> oh, so good. So rich. Just looking to the Lord. <laughs> oh, man. So I messed up a little bit, but God didn't. Um, I said that we were going to take up this morning's offering a long time ago. Before I share of what God has for you, for this church, for this area, in, the, in this season, I want to go ahead and take up Passion Church's morning offering, and then I'm going to share just the, the tiniest bit, but it's going to be a powerful impartation, give you a fresh vision of what, what God wants to do. Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and pray for that. Father, we just thank you and praise you, Lord, right now, Lord, for just the powerful impact, the powerful words that have been sown into our hearts, Father. And Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this house, Father. Father, we thank you, Lord, that when people sow into this house, Lord, that it's good ground, Lord. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that this seed that is sown today is going to produce a harvest of blessing in their lives, in their families, in their homes, Lord, that they can't contain, Father. So I just speak and declare that every meet, uh, need of the ministries met here at Passion Church, Lord, and for the expansion that you have for us to do in the kingdom of heaven, but also, Father, that blessing and needs are met in their lives, that they are going to reap a harvest of blessing, Lord, because of this seed that they're sowing into the glory, Lord. I speak blessing and favor upon your people as they sow in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, this first offering is for Passion Church.
What a power-packed weekend it's been. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I have my expectation. It was already pretty good, but my expectation went from here to through the roof of what God wants to do in this house, in this place, in our lives. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, like I said the other day, let's partner with what God's doing. When he speaks a word, when he proclaims the word of God, when he reveals to you by the spirit of God what he's saying to the church, we are to partner together with God and release it so that the Holy Spirit can go produce it. Hallelujah. So that the angels are loose to go produce it in our lives. Hallelujah. I just have a couple things that I want to declare that the Lord has given me. It's really just scripture, but the scripture is alive and powerful. Amen. And sharper than a two-edged sword. The Lord brought this passage to me um, the beginning of this year. And man, did it stick out to me about what God wants to do. And I'm just going to release it as... I took it personally. Do you ever have that where God speaks a word or you're reading the word of God and it becomes a rhema word, like it's a spoken word to you directly? So this is God speaking to us directly. It says, yes, indeed, Amos 9, 13 through 15. Yes, indeed, I declare it won't be long from now. This is God's decree. Things are going to happen, declaring this over your situation, declaring this over the manifestation of buildings, expansions, declaring this over your ministry, your call. It won't be long from now, decrees the Lord. Things are going to happen so fast that your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of another. You will not be able to keep up but we will, right? We'll run. I got that word yesterday to run and keep up and you're going to have fresh grace to do it. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look, blessings, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. He says, I will make everything right again for my people, Israel. That's you and I. That's you and I, God's people. Hallelujah. I'm just going to stop right there. God is going to do this thing. But what our job is to do is to believe that God wants to do this thing. Whatever God's speaking to your heart, believe it. Take it as truth because his word doesn't return void. How many of you believe that God only tells the truth? Okay, so when a word is delivered to you, whether it's by the word or by the spirit or by prophecy or through dream or through vision or revelation by the spirit of God, it's our job to say, yes, God, you don't lie. So I take that as truth, and now I'm going to stand upon it, and no matter what it looks like or what it feels like, I'm going to come into line with what you're declaring over me, and I'm going to speak it, and I'm going to begin seeing it like, like God showed Abraham the stars in the sky. He was giving him a vision so that he could look and see what does it look like to have this many children. So God will give you vision, and that's what prophecy does. It paints a picture of what God wants to do in your life. God gave us bigger vision in the last couple days of what he wants to do in this ministry. Now, our job is to come in line with that. And this is what God's declaring about these things that he has spoken this weekend. It's going to happen so fast, it'll make your head swim. One thing. On the heel of the other. Hallelujah. 
the Lord spoke to me before the conference even started. I was seeking him in my office. I just got away for, some, for a little bit and just was here and nobody was here yet. Except for Chad. He was running around like getting things done. <laughs> Hallelujah. I heard the Lord speak these words. He said, thank you. Somebody took away my tissues. <laughs> Anyways, I heard the Lord say this. I said it the other day, but again, I want to come into line and agreement with what God's saying. It. So I just declare this in faith. The Lord spoke to me. He says, this is it. This is that. Acts 2, 16, 21. He's talking to us right now. This is that. Now, they declared it way back then. But now we know that we're in the last days. And he says the greater, there's going to be a greater move of the Spirit in these last days than they even saw back then. I mean, we all kind of wish that we were in the upper room when he poured out his Spirit. But like you were saying, now these great men and women of God are watching from the cloud of witnesses saying, I wish I was where we are now. Because he says, this is it. This is that, as, as Acts 2, 16 through 21 says. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in these last days. We're here now, says God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. This is what we can expect, people, and you need to come in line with it. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. On my servants, my handmaidens, I will pour out in these last days by my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heavens above and signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness, the moon into blood red. Therefore, before the great and notable day of the Lord comes, it shall come to pass. God doesn't question himself. When he releases a word, he says, I know I can do it. What we need to do is believe that with God partnering with us, all things are possible to him who does what? To him who believes, to him who comes into line with what God is saying to the church. Amen? So all things are possible. People, we are in the last days. We are in this is that. We are in this is it. And so we need to say, I thank you, Lord, that we see mighty outpourings of your spirit and of your power. I thank you, Lord, for greater things, Lord. Miracles and signs and wonders are happening in this place. I thank you, Lord. This is it. This is that which you have spoken according to, now I'm spitting. This is that. You're getting a little anointing spread. We should be in expectation. What was the one thing that, that God needed the disciples to do? The Lord spoke to the disciples and he said, when I leave, I want you to wait. Wait with what? Wait in boredom? Wait and twiddle their thumbs? Wait and take a nap? No. I want you to wait and watch in expectation For me to give you what I told you, what I promised you. 
What has God told you? What has God promised you this weekend? What has God been speaking to your heart? What revelation, what prophecy has been spoken into your life? Wait for it in expectation and begin to see it in manifestation even before you have it in your hands. That's what faith is. Believing before you see the manifestation. Why? Because we know we can trust God because he does not lie. If he's released a word, you can be sure he will make it good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is faithful. This is that. This is that. We're in it. This is that. If anybody wants to speak contrary, you can step outside because we're going to come into agreement with what God said. Not just in his word about what he has spoken and released into this ministry. This is that. Because whatever God speaks, he's going to back up. He's going to supply for our riches and our supply don't come. That's a good thing I took the offering before. Our riches and our supply doesn't come from man. It comes from God. He supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So even if we only have $10,000 and it's going to cost us 30000 he will supply one way or the other. So whether you're going to come into agreement or not is up to you. You get to be a part of something awesome in these last days if you're going to come into agreement. If you're not going to come into agreement, you're going to do with what, without what God has for you. We need to come into agreement. We need to come into the alignment of what God is saying. This is it. This is that. Hallelujah. Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited? I'm excited. So what did they do in the upper room? They waited with expectation. They waited and they looked for it. They waited and they did not stop until they saw the manifestation. Do not stop believing or speaking or coming into agreement with your words until you see the manifestation. Hallelujah. God says he will not delay. It will be done in the perfect timing. And this is that. You know, for a couple years now, God had been speaking to me. Now is the time. It has begun. And then the last thing was, it is due season. It is due season. Because I asked him, I was like, Lord, when is this stuff going to come to pass? And he said, in due season. And then I, I heard it in my spirit. And I started studying on it. And I was like, what does that mean? And it says, in your season. And I was like, okay, in my season. Well, guess what? That was right when God had handed over the torch of this church for me to step into the pulpit full time. God saying in due season, and now here we are. Now is the time. It has begun. This is that. That which he spoke about for this ministry, for this church over the course of many years, we are now in due season. It is time for us to walk this out and see with the eye of faith and then walk on into it. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. I love what Pastor Jay spoke about, and I'm sure we all kind of just collaborated. That's what this whole weekend God has been speaking. There's going to be a collaboration of anointings, anointing upon anointing. And Pastor Jay, you released a word. Um, they all kind of mixed together, but the first night, Friday night, and you said, um, you were talking about the double portion anointing, that God's releasing this double portion anointing to fulfill what God has for us. Amen. The more anointing, the more grace, the more presence of God we have, the easier it is going to be. Yeah, the easier it's going to be, right? 2 Kings 2, 9 and 10. This is where um, Elisha and Elijah are, are um, coming together and they're working together. And uh, Elijah's about to be taken away here. It says, and it came to pass. They were gone over. And then Elijah says to Elisha, I love that the Lord gives him a heads up that he didn't just take him and he didn't know what he was going to take him. He actually knew ahead of time. He was that close with the Lord. Elijah says to Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of your spirit, or you could say a double portion of your anointing be upon me. And he said, You've asked a difficult thing. Well, with man, you've asked a difficult thing. Nevertheless, ask and you shall receive, right? Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be done unto you. Well, we know what happens. He didn't let go. He Actually, Elijah tried to kind of get rid of him a few times. He kind of wanted to be alone. He was kind of tired of him following him around. But when he had spoken that he was going to do this for him, he wouldn't let him out of his sight. We need to remind God on a daily basis of the things that he has promised us. And don't let it out of your sight for a moment. Speak it, declare it, and believe it, and you will see it happen for you. We know what happens. He goes and gets carried up from heaven to heaven, and Elisha's yelling out, Lord, Lord, you promised. And a double portion, a double mantle lands upon him. And he did double the miracles. God had promised him something. He actually asked him. And he asked for this. And God promised him this. What has God been prophesying to you? I know what he's been prophesying to the church. I just told you. What has he been prophesying to you? Don't let it out of your sight. Wait with expectation. And don't let it out of your sight until you see the manifestation. Yes. And now, I love this, that the Lord says, freely you have received, now freely give, because this whole weekend, I feel like I've been on the receiving end. We've received multiple words. We've all received just outpoints of God's presence, of God's glory. But the Lord gives me a word for you, all three of you. So you guys want to stand up? It's really very simple. You can come forward. We'll get some. I'm, I don't want to say this. I shouldn't say it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I in myself am nothing, but with Christ in me, I'm great. 
Hallelujah. So the same anointing that they have delivered supernatural impartations, that same anointing resides within me. And God is about to impart something to you. And I'm excited to hear about it. The same double portion that you have spoken over these people and over this church is being released to each one of you right now. He declares that if you had a prophecy, you will have double the prophecy. If you've had a dream, you're going to have double the dream. If you've had a word from the Lord, believe for double because he is releasing a double portion anointing upon each and every one of you now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you will walk it out and you will see. Be in expectation whatever he did for you before. He's not just going to do the same thing again, but it's a new thing, a double portion. Hallelujah. Let's give God glory and praise. Let's give God glory and praise. Hallelujah. As God ministers to them, let's just go ahead and freely give back after being freely given to, our, to us. We're going to give ourselves personally, God speaking to us, what to sow into this ministry. The seed that is sown now, right now, remember, mark it on your online giving or on your Venmo or write your checks, guest minister, you know, on the bottom, but write it out to Passion Church. Right now, we want to sow back into them right now in the name of Jesus. We want to sow back into them because of all the seeds, deposits, and anointings that have been released. I believe a great and mighty deposit has been made. And God just reminded me that both Jay and Cindy in the same, in, same weekend spoke to me this word. I met Cindy for the very first time at a women's conference a few years back. That weekend, she came up to me, and we're worshiping at this little, little get-together for women conference. And she came up to me and didn't know me from anyone. And she said, God has a powerful word for you. And he said through her, now is the time. I got home from that conference. Pastor Jay pretty much never calls me, but for some reason he called me that weekend. And he said, he's talking to me about some things. Then all he said, he's like, hold on, hold on. Let's not talk about that. God has a powerful word for you. Now is the time. The Lord just brought it back to my remembrance that it was both in the same very weekend. And it is no coincidence that they are both here this weekend. For now is the time. It has begun. This is it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just speak blessing upon blessing upon them, Lord. We just sow seed into these ministries that have sown the word into this ministry and into my life personally, Lord. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now that you're taking every seed and you're multiplying it, Lord, to even be double, Lord, a double blessing, Lord, upon them today. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for everything you've done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's, let's give to the Lord.
Oh, Father, we just thank you for what a powerful, packed weekend, Lord, filled with your presence. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we're not going to go backward. We're going to go forward, Lord, from glory to glory, Lord. Father, I thank you that we've come to the knowledge, Lord, of how this works. So, Father, I just thank you we come into line with your words and what you're speaking, Lord, and we will proclaim it, Lord. We will declare it. We will decree it, Lord. We believe it, Lord, and that settles it, Lord. We thank you that it's going to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, I just seal everything we received, Lord, with the blood of Jesus, Lord, that nothing can take it away from us. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to bring it back to our remembrance, all the things that you have spoken to us by your word, by your spirit this weekend. Father, I just speak blessing upon your people today as we go and rejoice in the name of the Lord. Everybody shouted, amen. Amen. Hallelujah.